ideas come to life once you validate them. So even if you don't see the kind of growth that you want to see immediately, if you are consistently working towards it, something will happen. You're listening to the Self-Adore Podcast, hosted by Ellie Vannon and Clea Martin. Our mission is to inspire you to step into your magic and allow self-love to flow into your world. Our transition into becoming full-time entrepreneurs sparked our journey into a deeper practice of self-love. On this pod, we'll cover topics ranging from self-care, wellness, passion, mindfulness, and personal growth. We'll share our own experiences and bring on fabulous guests that will shift the conversation around self-love, making it feel more inviting and empowering. Stay tuned for a new episode each week that will inspire you to self-adore. Thanks for spending time with us. Here we go. Welcome to episode three of the Self-Adore podcast. Today we will be chatting all about entrepreneurship, e-commerce, and our personal journeys with Honey and Bee, our self-care company. Yay, I can't wait to dive in. We're going to chat all about bringing an idea to life and the power behind that and a few steps that we have um, experienced along the way that we think will be insightful for you. Ellie's going to read you one of our favorite quotes from the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, Love. She's awesome. I love her. We love this her. This is such a cute book. So this book really talks all about ideas and the power of ideas and kind of breaks down how you should treat your ideas as living organisms kind of and how you should treat them and living really and breathing. yeah living and breathing and treat them with the energy and the patience and the gratitude that they deserve so this quote is on page 35 of big magic and it goes like this when an idea thinks it has found somebody say you who might be able to bring it into the world, the idea will pay you a visit. It will try to get your attention. Mostly, you will not notice. This is likely because you are so consumed by your own dramas, anxieties, distractions, insecurities, and duties that you aren't receptive to inspiration. You might miss the signals because you're watching TV or shopping or brooding over how angry you are at somebody or pondering your failures and mistakes or generally really busy. The idea will try to wave you down, perhaps for a few moments, perhaps for a few months, perhaps even for a few years. But when it finally realizes that you're oblivious to its message, it will move on to someone else. Elizabeth Gilbert then kind of just chats about how the idea is sensing that you are not necessarily open to it and what that might feel like. Um, and then she do- goes into what it could be like if you did pay the idea some notice. You will start to notice all sorts of signs pointing to the idea. Everything you see and touch and do will remind you of the idea. The idea will wake up in the middle of the night and distract you from your everyday routine. The idea will not leave you alone until it has your fullest attention. And then in a quiet moment, it will ask, Do you want to work with me? At this point, you have two options for how to respond. And this quote is particularly special to us because when we were starting Honey and Bee and our entrepreneurship journey, we had so many ideas, which is something that a lot of people feel like an overwhelm of ideas at different points in their life. And you have the choice whether or not you pay attention to them and whether or not you choose to do things to bring them to life, you can say yes to an idea or you can say no to an idea and that is entirely up to you. It's sort of like saying yes or no to a relationship. So we had an idea for Honey and Bee um, a while ago and we said no to it for for mm-hmm. a while but we want to chat a little bit about the story and the feeling of that idea from the very beginning 
Yeah, and there are a few reasons why you would say no, you know, the situation you're in, things you're dealing with. Um, But as you kind of move forward with your idea, you'll really learn to take small actions on it. So we're excited to dive into, you know, this idea of ideas and show you how this book really inspired us to bring our ideas to life. So where do we start? Why don't we start with our road trip? Okay, so the idea of Honey and Bee was born on a road trip. A cross-country road trip in particular. We were driving from New Hampshire to California, so east coast to west coast. I had never done a cross-country road trip before. I had never done a road trip over four hours. (laughs) So (laughs) Ellie is definitely the veteran here. She's so super experienced in cross-country road trips. She's done it in like how many days? Four days? I've done the east coast to the west coast, yes, in like four days. And then we took about two weeks to do it this time. Um, Yeah, I've I've driven a lot. But this was kind of Clea's first experience with the long sort of impromptu road (laughs) trip so this was sort of the moment this was about two years ago this was like almost exactly two years ago and we decided to hit the road together to get my car back from New Hampshire to California which is where I currently live and along the way we had a few experiences that sent us a lot of enlightenment and a lot of struggle and a lot of uh, trials and tests that have all sort of been very symbolic of our entrepreneurship journey and those symbols consistently and constantly just keep reminding us of the journey of ideas and the journey of bringing something to life so yeah maybe we explain a little bit about New York City (laughs) where we literally started where we began so we were in New York um it was a short but awesome time in New York um we saw a Broadway show did we see we saw Wicked right Mm -hmm. that was really awesome um our last day in New York we were sitting in Central Park um we had to check out of the hotel we were staying at and it was already 1 p.m and we realized we were late for checkout (laughs) <laughs> we were supposed to check out at 11 and we were just sort of sitting in Central Park looking up at the sky. It was a beautiful day in August and we were laying in the grass and we just felt so happy and free and we were just sort of exchanging conversations like we have to move here. We have to, you know, find a way to come back to New York and live in New York and experience New York. And we got totally just caught in the moment um, of overwhelm of how much we were just in love with this inspirational city. That moment in particular was huge foreshadowing for our time back to New York City, which was this past February. We went back for Honey and Bee and we did everything in New York that we wanted to do the first time we were there. Yeah. And we will mention um, that we were working full-time jobs while on this road trip um, as a little bit of a background. So we were just taking our time with the road trip. We had awesome moments, but a lot of this road trip involved working for our previous job. Mm -hmm. Which caused a lot of stress on the trip too, because as much as we wanted to enjoy this amazing experience we were having of driving across the country and seeing all these things we had a lot of responsibility on our shoulders of having this job and we we were lucky and fortunate enough that the job was a remote position Mm -hmm. that we could take on the road and we did feel a lot of gratitude around that um yeah so grateful for that but we sort of had this feeling of wow what would it feel like if we weren't doing this or we were you know, able to really fuel our creative passions along this drive. So that was something that we considered along the way. So in one day from (laughs) New York City, we left. So finally, we get back to the hotel. We hit the road at about 3 p.m. And if anyone is familiar with road trips, you know that if you're going to make a long, long drive, you should probably start somewhere in the morning time. But it was 3 o'clock when we hit the road. 
And we, the plan was for us to stop somewhere between New York City and Chicago. That was like the original plan. Mm -hmm. We didn't have anything booked, but we had intended to just book some sort of random Airbnb along the way whenever we felt tired. Mm -hmm. So we start driving and I asked Clea to look up like how far it just was straight from New York to Chicago. And I was like, (laughs) what if we just went the whole way and she's she's like um I don't know I'm I mean we could but this is a long drive it was like 14 hours no, on the 16 it was yeah so it said like 14 on the map but like 16 you know with stopping yeah. and peeing and gas and like everything else it'd <laughs> be like things, a 16 hour yeah. drive so I sort of convinced her that we should just try to go the whole way <laughs> I was not happy about it. I tried to contain myself, but the thing I've learned about Ellie is that if she has an idea in her head, she will make it happen. She'll do anything she can to make it happen, and she's all about efficiency. So, she's the type of gal that does one trip grocery, you know, bags, she piles on like five bags on each arm, and I'm like, I'm just going to come back. <laughs> yeah. We are different in that way, but you you are like I will just I would rather not be in pain. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) I will do the pain. But anyway, so we hit the road. We're driving. It gets dark. Mm -hmm. It gets dark at this point. It's like pitch black. It's like pretty pitch black, like midnight. (laughs) (laughs) And we just start having this really beautiful conversation around what it would be like to change someone's life. Mm -hmm. We started thinking about all the things that we love when we are working what kinds of things create our workspace and make those things feel special and and we had this amazing idea around how could we create that for someone else yeah it was about some sort of energy that we were feeling and how we wanted to transfer that and how that could look in the world so it was definitely um a lot of abstract ideas kind of mixing around it was one of those like crazy moments where we had a notebook I was jotting down like 10 miles per hour um 10 million things that Ellie and I were talking about and yeah I've never felt anything like that in my whole life so that was kind of our first little taste or at least my first taste on you know feeling inspired in a completely new way it felt really empowering too because we spent all of the time in the day working on a job that wasn't filling us up creatively yeah and to have this moment of a beautiful idea that seemed to be so organically ours we felt like a true sense of freedom and a Mm -hmm. true sense of I would say that was like enlightenment like we felt this moment of of what would it be like if we could experience this more often yeah it, it kind of came out of nowhere too just like you know the quote Ellie mentioned in Big Magic it really caught us off guard but I think that that was the most beautiful part of it is like wow where does it where did this come from maybe I have more of this inside of me let me explore that mm-hmm. yeah it really asked us it really asked us are you going to choose yeah. to collaborate with me I, I think I'm gonna have goosebumps this whole episode <laughs> this is like a huge flashback. <laughs> it was, yeah, that was cool. So yeah, so we're on this high, this like total, yeah. total high of an idea. When I think back <laughs> to that moment, I like think in color. Like I think of like oh, sparks. Cool. And, like I just think of it as this really cool, I don't know, transcendental mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. moment. And uh, all of a sudden, my gaslight comes on. <laughs> and so I, I said to Clay, could you please look up a gas station? So she looks at a gas station and the the closest one was very far away. It was nowhere <laughs> near where I would have had gas. But I will also say before this, I, I was paying attention to all the exits. So usually main exits say gas off this exit, you know, gas here, exit here for food, bathroom, uh, hotel, shelter. <laughs> but um and off, there's usually like a lot of those. And so I didn't really think anything of it when I was at a quarter of a tank. I was like, oh, we'll just we hit up this. the next one. We got this. So I was thinking. Like I was thinking. You were. I really mm-hmm. like was. <laughs> but not then, <laughs> Yeah. And, and also, it, just so if anyone is in charge of like the laws of Ohio, I would suggest that you have like a sign <laughs> before the last 
that before the last gas station for the next like 100 so miles that's like hey heads up no gas station for the next 100 <laughs> miles you should probably fill your tank now <laughs> that would be helpful uh. so anyways we realize that there's no gas station clay somehow finds one that seems to be like just barely you know past the point where we like might have gas so we put it in the gps we follow it we're going down this black black road for a very <laughs> long time we exit and she it, it says you know your destination is will on be the on the yeah is on the left, on the left. yeah <laughs> and we look around and i was like are you sh- are you sure <laughs> <laughs> where is it and so we shine our brights on. I'm thinking like, oh, maybe just like perhaps five feet away. There's, it's like pitch black. There's no light, no yeah. sign of any sort of business. And it, it, we, we shine the brights on to corn stalks just <laughs> shooting up the sides of the road next to us on either side. We were in the middle of a cornfield and... And there and there was no gas station, zero percent gas station, and it was one of those moments where you feel like you're gonna flick the lights on, and see like a some sort of like traumatic image, yeah, like mm-hmm. that. And so children we were scared. Of children of the corn. <laughs> I haven't. But that's, I don't do scary movies. It's horrible. Yeah, but th- so we were scared. We were putzing out of gas, and I was like, okay, we need to figure this out. We get back on the highway. Mm-hmm. We realized that the the gas station that was incorrectly marked was in fact across the freeway, inaccessible mm-hmm. to it us. was ne- it was right next to us, but there was a huge fence with like barbed wire, so essentially we couldn't get our car into the gas station. So we were like, okay, there must be a way. Like, let's just figure it out. We parked the car. We actually walked inside. Um, We did find a little way in. There was another fence. And so we went in and asked the man in the gas station, you know, hey, we're right over there. Like, how do we get into the gas station? And he was like, oh, you got to like drive down the, I forgot what freeway it was, the turnpike for about like you know, 40 miles that way and then, you know, turn around and then come all the way back 40 miles and then, you know, you're going to exit. So the, the essentially he was telling us the only option to get to the gas station entrance was for us to drive 80 miles back around <laughs> and enter the gas station. And I said, you know, I'm sorry, but we, we are out of gas. Um, is there anybody who has the key to the fence that could perhaps open and I could just drive through? And he was just like, nope, no, you can't do that. You just got to leave and go back around. And <laughs> so anyways, we were a little bit stressed at this point because we were tired and it was midnight. Actually, no, it was one. one. It yeah. was like one at this point. So we were a little bit scared. So we purchased a gas canister. Mm-hmm. This seemed to be the only option. And we go, we uh, fill it up a little bit. We luckily had, you know, some money at least mm-hmm. we did yeah. have some money <laughs> so we start filling up the, the gas canister and you know I'm pumping the gas and Clay is sort of like looking around making sure like the we're safe the mm-hmm. territory is safe <laughs> there's no one else around except for um, a trailer yeah and so I am pumping the gas and I could see kind of the level going up and I was like okay the gas canister is getting somewhat full so I go to remove the gas pump out of the canister and the handle is stuck, like not even sort of stuck, but completely locked up, impossible to release it. So I pick up the, the pump and like a fire hose, the gas starts spewing like, like a blowtorch, like a blowtorch, yeah. like, a, oh, like a, an erupting fountain <laughs> all over the entire parking lot Uh, (laughs) and it is creating a puddle a pool like an entire tire deep deep puddle of gasoline like a flood yeah of gasoline I'm covered in it Clay is like wearing this shawl because she's freezing (laughs) and she just like looks around and starts flailing like somebody help us please help (laughs) and the the trailer man comes out of the trailer, gets behind me. Luckily, he was super cold and super nice and, like, starts shaking the thing and somehow he figured it mm-hmm. out. But it was stuck. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was stuck. For sure stuck. So, yeah, what do we do after that? So, <laughs> so 
there are such funny moments in this story and we'll kind of give you the reasons behind them and kind of the metaphors that we took out of them. But first, let's continue with the funny moments. Um, After Ellie's gas fiasco, um, you know, I kind of like freaked out. I ran away for a bit, which I felt really bad about. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, But, you know, we did kind of figure it out together. She kind of took the lead because I was completely terrified. It was um, scary. And so, okay, we had a full uh, canister of gas. We walked back to the car and we were trying to kind of figure out how to fill, you know, our gas tank. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we were having trouble with this as well. So <laughs> we, I think I had to look some stuff up because... YouTube video. YouTube, yeah, you know, University of YouTube. So we YouTubed how to fill the gas, you know, canister because the one we were using was just a little bit hard to open. Um, we were filling it up and do you want to tell them about the... Go for it. <laughs> so we were filling it up. We're being loud. Yeah, we're being super loud. Like, you know, we we're just like going for it because we thought, you know, no one was around. It was fine. We we're kind of like screaming, laughing, just recovering from everything. Yeah. How do you do this? Look it up. Hold this. Yeah. Do that. We were like loud yeah and then after we fill it I look over to my right and there was a a truck and the truck was there before we got the whole you know canister of gas and came back and everything but I look over and see a a person in the car and there who wasn't there before who wasn't there before their head was knocked back mouth wide open ghost ghost white white. and I I I was like it's a dead body it was it (laughs) <laughs> Do you think it was? Well, I don't know. Something was wrong. Nothing is confirmed, but we, I freaked out. And I didn't want to scare Ellie, so I had to figure out a way to tell her because she gets terrified. Like, we have this thing where we, like, scare each other by accident, so we kind of get, we freak each other out a lot. So <laughs> whenever I'm even remotely scared of something, Ellie will be like, what, what, what? Yeah, or even if you're just like, <gasps> yeah, I'm like, we freak out. So I, but yeah. I will also say, like in all seriousness, it, um, th- it just felt very scary. I was on. Yeah, it didn't we were feel safe, and it didn't feel like an environment that we want to be in. We weren't laughing at the time, and it was definitely something that we were terrified. We were terrified. Like in hindsight, it ended up being a somewhat of a funny story, and it ended up being huge sim- symbolic moment of entrepreneurship and our friendship the highs and the lows and ideas and problem solving Mm -hmm. and forgiveness and troubleshooting it ended up being a huge reminder of all those things um but in that moment we just knew we had we weren't in a safe space and we knew we needed to to get out Mm -hmm. because we didn't even fill the tank at that point we just like put a little bit of gas in it so we essentially had to find another gas station after that Mm -hmm. so we were just like okay we have to troubleshoot this because we don't even have you know anything booked for us to stay like we need to you know take care of ourselves and be a little bit safer about this situation Mm -hmm. so all in all we end up finding another gas station we leave and we all is well we get back on the road (laughs) um, and we make it yeah we make it to Chicago at about 4 35 o'clock in the morning we get to the hotel we were so delusional delirious covered in gasoline (laughs) so we stank and the we walk into the hotel and typically a hotel like would charge you for the if you arrive like that early in the morning they would charge you for like that night yeah but we were so confused and needed some serious rest that they literally were like <laughs> they put us in a room for free essentially <laughs> they were like get out of the lobby it's okay we were like at the lobby <clears throat> the front desk and we were like laughing so hard that we had tears streaming down our face because we didn't know what was going what on. was going on and, and the guy was like we just um bleh, can you please just uh leave <laughs> and go to bed so we did and then and then the next morning happened to be the solar eclipse of 2017 and we it just felt like a super out of body day like we were so tired the sun was gone we had to work yeah it, yeah we had to work um and that experience that those two days of feeling unsafe and really having to figure things out together has just been a constant reminder for everything that we sort of deal with on 
honestly like a day-to-day basis now yeah we learned so much about each other because you know we worked together but we were friends first before starting a company together so we really got to see sides of each other that we had no idea about like you know me running away in times of trouble (laughs) but now you know in all seriousness we do um kind of complement each other's skills and we've learned so much about each other and these types of rich experiences really allow you to get to know someone on the deepest level so Yeah, so if you have an experience that feels like a bit of a low or confusing or why did that happen or what am I going to learn from this, in the moment, we didn't know what we were going to learn. We didn't know what we could take away and we we thought it was funny a little bit later, but we didn't have that much appreciation or gratitude for that moment and I would just encourage you to look at everything that happens in your life with true, true appreciation and trust that that moment is enlightening you with a lesson for you to take and improve and to do better and to share with someone else too. We are able to give a lot of awesome advice to people who are in our lives that were dealing with something tricky. We were able to offer ways to troubleshoot and ways to overcome that we wouldn't have been able to had we not faced that adversity in our friendship and I think that the you know beautiful part about this piece of the story is that we were on such a high and we were going you know fast driving in the car our minds were going fast we were just on this beautiful you know high of inspiration we weren't really high but we we were just so inspired and then all of a sudden slammed on the brakes Mm -hmm. everything shifted and that was kind of a metaphor of like you know us having this sense of inspiration and then it kind of just going away us going back to our day-to-day lives that we knew and you know not really kind of taking action on things we love about that moment is just the 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 shift that really helped us put things into perspective Yeah, absolutely. So we continue with our road trip. We go to Kansas a few days later and we experience another moment of of struggle. We had worked the whole, whole entire day for the job that we had at the time and we're feeling a little bit, actually we were feeling totally overwhelmed and burnt out and, and stressed and not really sure how to proceed. It felt a little bit impossible to get everything done that we needed to get done and Mm -hmm. we're feeling pretty out of body not well mentally physically we hadn't had a second that day to even breathe or feed ourselves or even just kind Mm -hmm. of like pick each other up it was definitely a hard a hard day um and we did go to get food that night. The, the closest place to where we were staying in Kansas was a Sonic drive through <laughs> <laughs> And Clea ended up getting like a serious case of food poisoning. Yeah. Don't get the chicken tenders from Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got French toast sticks. So like I was fine, but poor Clea like woke up in the middle of the night was yeah barfing barfing everywhere Ellie was looking at me I had tears in my eye (laughs) that was awful but but once again that moment really kind of showed us like okay we can be feeling this huge immense like low and struggle and overwhelm but tomorrow is a new day we will continue driving we will continue we will continue the path we will continue going down the road together and Mm -hmm. we will find a way to pick each other up and that's huge in entrepreneurship and that's huge in ideas like you hit those lows you pick yourself back up the only thing to do is keep on going Mm -hmm. that's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) um so overall we ended up coming back to california we made it we arrived safe we were still friends um and The main thing that we took away from the experience together was that we knew something had to change. We knew that from this trip, we had felt such a sense of freedom and gratitude and inspiration that and creativity. Our creativity was on fire. We knew that we had to take action to bring that into our everyday life. Mm -hmm. So we attended an event. Yeah, so we attended Create and Cultivate in Los Angeles. It was kind of one of the first things that we did together aside from work that kind of involved our creativity. So, you know, 
Ellie was like, okay, we're going. Like, I'm going. If you're not going, we're going. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of hesitant, like, oh, is it worth it? You know, um, it's pretty pricey. Like, let's just, you know, evaluate. And she was like, no, we have to do this. Like, something's calling me. Like, we have to do this. So we signed up and we attended. And it was the most inspirational thing that I've been to probably in my life. It was life-changing. Yeah, it was completely life-changing being in a space with such powerful women, you know, attendees, speakers, mentors. It was just something that I've never done before, really out of my comfort zone. Like, I didn't even, you know, have personal business cards. We had to, like, print them at Staples the night before. We, I was just super shy and kind of, like, in my element. So I didn't really like networking too much. So... It was just one of those things where I had to just get out of my comfort zone and go. Um, but yeah, the, the the event itself was absolutely beautiful and life-changing. And I remember there were specific moments there that completely shifted our mindsets and gave us the spark that we needed to move forward with our idea. So one of them, we had a mentor session with, um, you know, Jen Gotch from Bandeau and a few other powerful women in the circle as well. And, you know, we were just kind of talking about inspiration and um, I ended up asking a question um, in the group about how to take an idea, you know, from idea to reality when you're working a full-time job. And I was basically prompted to quit my job and pursue the idea full-time if I wanted anything to happen. And you know, I was kind of just looked in the eyes and told, you know, it was just told to me straight, like, you have to put everything you have into an idea if you really want to make it your reality. Um, So that was something that, you know, was definitely, it definitely felt unattainable at the time, but it put that idea, it planted the seed in my head, like, wow, that, that could be possible, like, in the future, like, imagine if, if that were to happen. Yeah, like just imagine, mm-hmm. consider the idea yeah. of working on your passion and your creativity full time. That planted the seed <laughs> for you. Yeah, totally. And that was just a huge self-adore moment for the both of us, for you getting out of your comfort zone, attending an, a new event. And for me, chatting with new people and getting to know others and build new relationships was a huge self-adore moment. We respected ourselves enough to place ourselves in a new environment, in a new space. And that is a huge part of Mm -hmm. self-love. What that did for us was open so many doors. At this event, we literally met one of our photographers that became one of our photographers for Honey and Bee <laughs> months, months, month, almost a year, uh, no, I guess like six months later, yeah. we met another wonderful girl who is now putting our products into her events. We were continuously enlightened with just such beautiful, positive women who mm-hmm. were supporting each other. And that fueled us to truly take action and literally the next week we enrolled in (laughs) an e-commerce course Mm -hmm. because although honey and bee hadn't yet taken its full form and its full shape we were reminded at the event that patience is key and things take a lot of time and what you need to do is one thing every that every day that'll get you closer to that idea and that goal so what we did was we literally signed up for a class Mm -hmm. and we started learning different things about selling online and how to do market research and we just started teaching ourselves as much as we could about that industry yeah we completely immersed ourselves in something new we dedicated our days after our full-time job to just learning this new form of you know e-commerce and just the whole world behind that you know on the other side of that we had to formulate our idea so we had all of the creative discussions as well as you know the logistical discussions with the structure of how the business would look and you know we chose e-commerce because we knew we had something to put out there and we thought that it would be a beautiful way to bring something to life yeah absolutely what was what was really awesome is that we 
essentially decided to shift our minds. We started noticing the signs within ourselves and appreciating them. So we knew that we were passionate about self-care and Mm -hmm. skincare and beauty and spreading a message to other people that was our priority over anything else was that we wanted others to feel beautiful and we wanted to encourage people to slow down which is something that was really hard for us at the time at the time to slow down and practice more mindful and intentional beauty rituals and with that in mind we felt like we could develop a thoughtful product to go along with it so that was like the essence of our idea from the very beginning yeah and I'd say like if you you know have some sort of idea in mind like what we did was we basically took a need that we had and created an idea from that an idea came to us I think that's when the most beautiful ideas come to life is the passion behind really needing something and you know filling that that gap in the market absolutely and also knowing that everything you want to put out there is literally already in your brain and in your head all we did was harness that and listen to the signs and trust our gut we knew what we had to do was just a matter of taking small actions every single day So from there, Honey and Bee started to take shape. We did little things such as learning about um, getting an LLC, filing for a trademark. We had meetings with lawyers and all those things sound so big. And if Mm -hmm. someone were to just tell me like, I just did all of these things, like get an LLC, get a trademark, meet a lawyer, that that sounds overwhelming. Yeah, that's a lot. But literally what we did and what we would encourage you to do too, if it feels like you have to do something huge like a big step like that in your business go to google (laughs) and look it up (laughs) look it up the answers are there you don't need to have you don't need to have all the knowledge and just start small research and then reach out to somebody Mm -hmm. reach out to several people who can support that process for you and interview several people we interviewed a few different lawyers and asked them tons of questions on how to get an LLC and the best way to go about it and then from there we were able to make an educated decision on how to move forward it's funny because Ellie and I you know I feel like we've learned more in the past um, year or two than we did I'd say in college for me personally yeah definitely. like taking the initiative to learn things that you actually want to learn to fuel yourself creatively and make an idea come to life you know takes more grit more perseverance and is just more powerful to me than you know what I learned in school so you know while school I believe education is valuable there's so much to be said about taking the initiative to be curious and learning things on your own Oh, definitely. So from there, what we were able to do is really shift our mindset on a day-to-day basis. We chose every single day to wake up and focus on this idea. We there was days where I would wake up and tell Clay, like, I don't know that this is going to work. I feel really overwhelmed. I feel Mm -hmm. scared. Like, I think we need to pivot. And she would have similar lows as well. But when she was down, I was up. When I was down, she was up. Mm -hmm. And that's really important when also starting out, find that person who will lift you and encourage you if you can't seem to find it within yourself. And if you don't have that person, that's okay. You can lift yourself up through that. Just know that the next day is a new day and be brave enough to tell yourself like it will get better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely love being entrepreneurs. But as Ellie mentioned, there are so many lows and you just have to keep going. So we encourage you to kind of just look at the big picture and don't let anything get in your way. So if you have an idea Um, just be persistent about it choose to believe in it trust it and know that your work if you're working on it every single day something is happening and you're making progress that's something that we struggle with a lot is you know we have to do so many kinds of different things to make our you know maintain our business and make things happen that it's sometimes hard to see the progress on kind of a linear level but when you take a step back and look at the big picture things will start to happen and you'll notice that you are making progress. 
Absolutely. Ideas come to life once you validate them. So even if you don't see the kind of growth that you want to see immediately, if you are consistently working towards it, something will happen. For Honey and Bee, one of the biggest things that was helpful for us was placing ourselves in places where our vision would be seen and Mm -hmm. heard. So for us, that was saving up to go to a trade show. We Mm -hmm. attended our first trade show last February and it was a pivotal moment for us it was a lot of money it was a huge investment but it was tremendously valuable because we were able to form relationships there and now we are in over 40 shops across the United States because of that chance that we took so once you have your idea and once things are moving think about what kinds of places that you can be in in order for others to see it and to hear it and to believe in it being face to face in front of people is so huge when you're trying to share your idea for a long time we spent so many of our days behind the computer trying to get our idea Mm -hmm. out virtually and sort of like in a digital space which is super important but also know that a huge part of sharing your idea comes from those face-to-face relationships that you make I totally agree like in the beginning um, Ellie and I sent hundreds and hundreds of emails and we got you know few replies but I'd say almost none and you know that just goes to show we weren't you know reaching the right person the power of being in person face to face with someone is just uncomparable you have to put yourself out there in order for people to believe in you in order for you to believe in yourself yep absolutely and don't feel like you can't be in that space or that you can't do that we were scared. We were scared to go there. Our product line is is only four products. Um, we have four things to show for, and a lot of other companies that were going to this trade show had tons and tons of products mm-hmm. and a huge entire you know years of experience. And we had to encourage ourselves to show up yeah. and do our best. Not be discouraged. Not be discouraged, and and just be authentic to what you have to offer so that is a little bit of overcoming imposter syndrome which we can try a little bit more later but just go for it like go for it you have nothing to lose Mm -hmm. you got this we got this Okay, so we have a few fun hot spicy entrepreneur (laughs) tips that we thought we would leave you with Clea I feel like this one speaks to you tip number one is find what fuels you. Find what fuels you. What fuels us? Matcha. (laughs) An oat milk iced matcha latte. Light ice. Light ice. With a Extra scoop of matcha. Metal straw. Metal straw. Pink cup. Perhaps some cinnamon sprinkled on top when we're feeling spicy. (laughs) Yeah, so if that's your cup of coffee in the morning, if that's your Oro Grey tea, if that's your hibiscus rose lemonade, if that is not even a beverage (laughs) we're just beverage gals find something that you can look forward to every day that you could sip on snack on you know read look at something that makes your day feel inspiring and energized yeah fill yourself up and energize yourself from the inside out in order to make an idea come to life whether you want to be an entrepreneur or not you need to constantly inspire yourself so Matcha inspires us endlessly. It's changed our lives. It gives us sustainable energy throughout the day. No crash, but most importantly, it puts us in this mindset where we feel like our most inspired selves. Mm -hmm. So highly recommend trying matcha. Yes. And if you need a little more info on why to try matcha, head over to our blog, honeyandbee.com forward slash blog. We have an entire post over there on how matcha changed our lives. Hit it up. (laughs) Okay, hot tip number two, commit to your mindset before you start work. This means fill your brain with inspiration. Read a book, read a quote, grab your crystals, put down your phone, don't look at it, meditate, drink your lemon water, give yourself some positive talk, chat with a friend if that fuels you, listen to a podcast, fill yourself up first thing in the morning to get yourself 
in the headspace of creativity and imagination and focus before you dive into your work. This is the most important thing that has completely changed my life. And I know it's changed your life too. Like I cannot do anything creative before I fill my soul and my brain up with inspiration. I'm a completely different person after my morning matcha, setting my space up, going on a nice walk with a podcast. And you, this doesn't have to take hours. This can take 30 minutes if not you don't Not even. Have to. Yeah, five. five minutes. I do it in five. <laughs> but it's non-negotiable and you have to commit to yourself and commit to your mindset before you start your day. Absolutely. Step number th- or tip number three is all about community. So this is something that is incredibly powerful in any journey of bringing an idea to life is getting yourself out there and networking with like-minded people, being inspired by different types of people from all walks of life and putting yourself out there in ways that you've never imagined in the past. And it this really goes, you know, this really you have to get out of your comfort zone in order for this to work. You know, I I mentioned before that I didn't really do a lot of networking and now I'm going to, you know, a ton of different events because I know that it's good for the business, but also it's fueling me as well. Um, So if you're uncomfortable with networking, just know that it does get easier. It definitely got so much easier for me. And this doesn't necessarily mean that you have to pay and attend a ton of different events this doesn't have Mm -hmm. to look like the form of attending a a bunch of different obligations if that doesn't work with your schedule or if that really does intimidate you this could literally mean chatting with the person behind you in your line to get coffee or matcha or your lunch open your space up to a new conversation because you have no idea what kind of person will inspire you or what you could learn from a new conversation what we wanted to kind of end today with was our hot product. So what we are loving right now is the Bandu Bando. I always <laughs> say it wrong. If you know how to say it or if there's a right way, let us know. Pretty sure it's Bando. Bando. Love that brand. We adore. We absolutely adore. we absolutely adore them they carry the cutest most beautiful notebooks self-care self-love products they also have apparel they've got the cutest hot pink pens they also have sparkly flower notebooks agendas anything that you can use anything that you could need in your office in your workspace in your everyday life in your bedroom in your bathroom they literally (laughs) have it all so we highly recommend this brand. They're absolutely adorable and so, so thoughtful. They are a colorful brand that is all about bringing joy and excitement and life and love in a thoughtful way into your everyday life. So I currently use their hot pink rose spiral bound notebook. I've used this for probably the past year and I recently just repurchased another notebook by them that says I'm very busy in a sparkly sparkly (laughs) pattern on the front. And I use this no I like the notebooks because they're simple. They're not filled with a whole bunch of stuff. They're simply they're simple. They're lined. They have a little bit of inspiration Um, in the version of words in the middle of them and I use their notebooks to start out every single day by writing down the things that I'm going to accomplish so how this looks is by starting out with a thought of the day or a thought of the week here is where you would write something that will help you focus be inspired motivated creative or brave this could be something that a quote that you read or thought that you're having something that will ground you this could be a quote around patience a quote around focus or a quote around trying to achieve something new from there, you are going to write down your to-do work list. So here you're going to simply list your top four to six priorities that will help you keep clear-headed and have your vision in mind throughout the day. This is not going to be a long list. This is literally going to be four to six things of the non-negotiable top priorities that you have to get done for the day. 
The last thing you're going to write down is to do personal. So here, once again, not a long list. You're going to list your top four to six non-negotiable items. These can also be super simple. I write things down like make matcha, go on a walk, pet my cat, clean the litter box, (laughs) call the doctor, call my mom back. Things that just have to happen in your personal life that sometimes get pushed to the side because you make an excuse that you're too busy. Write them down. You're going to cross them off. And another thing that we like to say is if it takes less than five minutes, do it right as you think of Mm -hmm. it. Do it right away. Don't do it later. Cross it off. Check it off. And the things that don't happen in that day, for whatever reason, something takes longer than you thought it would, it will be on the top of your list for tomorrow. So this is something that Clay and I both practice. We read our lists to each other at the beginning of each day. She has a super cute notebook as well, and we just love this process. So highly recommend. Check out Bando if you are looking for a hot new notebook and sparkly pen. We will be ending each episode with a little self-adore intention. So our self-adore intention for you this week is how can you bring self-adore into the workspace this week? Some of examples of that could be getting a new notebook and putting it on your desk or slowing down and taking a walk around the office or if you work from home, making sure you walk more, drinking some lemon water, What are some other ways that you could self-adore in the workspace? I think that invite mindfulness into your workspace and really start to notice things this week that inspire you and bring that stuff in and just surround yourself with inspiration. That's something that I love doing when I'm working is having little crystals and just setting up my space. So that's my recommendation. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate or huge, just small little items that will make your day feel more loving and more intentional. Let us know how you self-adore in your workspace this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We absolutely loved sharing our journey with entrepreneurship and bringing ideas to life. If you found this episode helpful, we would love if you shared it with someone who needs the reminder. Ellie and I always share podcasts with each other in the morning, any time of day, and it just lets the person know that you're thinking of them. So send it along if you found it helpful. Also, it would mean the world to us if you could take a moment to write a review and subscribe to our podcast. If you have questions, please send them along to us. We'd love to hear them. Email us at selfadore at honeyandbee.com. If you want a little more self-adore inspo, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, we're selfadore, and Instagram is selfadore club. Thanks so much for listening, and have a beautiful day.